Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Set. I am here today with a very special guest, uh, Allison Rose, who is, I believe, the owner and creator behind Allison Creates. Did I get that right? Well, yes, it's Allison Creates and Air Design. So it kind of depends on which angle we're coming from. But my actual company name is Air Designs, A-I-R. That's my initials, so. Okay, well, thank you for correcting me. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries that. at all. <laughs> so we're mostly talking, I think, mostly from, I guess, the photography side. Is that okay with you? That is just fine. Okay, so uh, what made you actually decide to pick up a camera? Let's start there. Oh, my goodness. So I have always loved to take pictures. So for me, ever since I was younger, um, my mom had a Polaroid camera and I used to love to take photos. I've had disposable cameras, little Kodak cameras. And so I always liked it. And so like when I was going to school, I was like, can people make money taking pictures? And everybody was like, no, not really. You need to get a real, you know, a real whatever degree, right? In quotes, right? <laughs> and so what I ended up doing was I went to school. It still was in the art field. Um, I have a degree in graphic design. And so that's where it started for me. Um, I've been a graphic designer for 20 years. So I do that and photography. Okay. But um, I do, I took some photography classes in high school. In college, I took a couple of photography classes and always knew that I loved it. And so I just remember one day um, I was looking through stock photos as a um, as a graphic designer. You have to use photos. And I was like, I cannot find what I want. Yeah. And then at that time, I just kind of realized, huh, what if I just go take this picture myself? You know, and so that's what happened. I went and I, I got a camera and I started taking photos of people, of objects, of things that I needed in order to do the graphic design. And so what I realized was that, oh, hey. I forgot how much I like taking pictures and I forgot that I could create the things that I wanted to use. And so that's kind of where it started is I got a camera needing it for graphic design and kind of it sparked this love that I always had. But then I realized, hey, I can start making money doing this. So that's where it began. Okay, so basically it started from you, you know, just kind of doing graphic design business and then you're like, I can't find what I'm looking for. And you had mm -hmm. a niche. Yes, yes, I, I found, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So I once once I started taking pictures for the things I needed for design, I realized that I really enjoyed taking pictures of people. Um, portrait photography, primarily I'm a branding and portrait photographer, which means I take pictures of headshots of people, branding a lot of people, small businesses, they need pictures. Um, I do a lot of real estate agents, uh, a lot of influencers and things like that. I do photo sessions for them. And so I also have corporate clients where I do headshots and different things like that. So I realized that I really enjoyed taking photos of people. And so when I started doing it, I was like, you know what? Hey, you know, I think I can kind of do both things in my business. And I, and I really enjoyed it. I love the thing that I love about photography. And I can just go there is that when people, I always say, I want them to fall in love with themselves again, because okay. so many people hate taking pictures. They're like, I don't want to take a picture. Can you make me look skinny? Can you make me look young? Can you make me look this? Can you? And I just be like, hey, can you just love yourself? You know? And so that's kind of what I love about it. When people look at their portraits and their images, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm kind of fly. You know? And so when I get that, <laughs> that reaction, I absolutely love it. So. so it's mostly like, so when you get the whole, when they see, they're like, oh, 
Oh, oh, that's that me. You're like, yes, me. That's you. That is you. And I want you to love who you are. I feel like so many people don't. Like we, they say we're we're our own worst critics, and we are. We nitpick everything about ourselves, right? And so when we see that image, we're looking at all of these things. And I want people to forget all of those things that they may think about themselves, or even the world may think about um, about you. It's like you are perfect the way God made you. So appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And so I really, really want people to do that. That's beautiful. That's just, that's us. I see that. I see the the joy. Yeah, the joy. It really is a joy. Because I think we always, what I always say is, Life is too short, especially in this age of COVID where you've seen so many people who've passed away, family members are gone, and you wish you could have, oh, I wish I would have done that photo session or taken that picture or captured that moment. And let's just say right now, you're not at a place where you want to be, let's say physically, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds. But when you lose that 20 pounds, you can take some more pictures. I say I really like to go and and just and just capture the whole your whole life. And I think people should really do that. And especially in the age of everything being digital. Like back in the day, mom and dad always had pictures of us in their house. And there are so many people um, in this age who have not even taken family photos because of iPhones and because of phones and cameras and things like that. They don't even have a formal picture of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is that people need to really start appreciating images and the printed image again, because it's kind of, I'm not saying that it's becoming obsolete, but it really is not too many people are doing it. And I think that people really need to capture those moments just because life is short and we need to get it all. So. Okay. So we're going to circle back to, whole social media thing because that's okay i got questions about that several of them actually (laughs) but i do have a question for you are you a nikon or a canon type of photographer i am a canon photographer yes it's kind of like apple android but i know there's there's a a debate about a lot of people are shooting sony now too sony is really in the game so i think you have to say sony nikon and and canon because some of my Favorite photographer shoots Sony now. And Sony is a is a big dog in the game now. But I am a Canon shooter. I started, people always ask me, what kind of, if I want to be a photographer, what camera should I start with? And I always tell them, like, you can get good photos with the Canon Rebel, which is, you know, a pretty good camera you can start with and do video with. And so Canon, I'm loyal. I've, I've been shooting with Canon for 10 years. I'm ride or die. And I, I don't know why I am because Canada gave me no money for nothing. They right. stuff still full price. <laughs> well, the body oh, and the lens, right? Yes. The body, body, and, body the and the lens. And like, the lens. Forget about that. The body and the lens. You're like, man. And people always wonder, you know, why, and I, I, we may get to this later, why, you know, are professional photos so expensive but like if you think about number one you know we're capturing moments that can never be duplicated that's number one number two just buy camera bodies and camera lenses are thousands and thousands of dollars and so if you want like good quality you know the lenses the body the lights it costs a lot of money to create beautiful clear images and so people need to kind of realize hey you're playing paying for the skill set you're paying for this these really good uh cameras and things like that that you know iphones can't do iphones can take good pictures you got your portrait mode but like if you get a photographer who knows what they're doing on their iphone they got nothing on their portrait mode you know i mean on a real camera so yeah 
I will say like, although I enjoy my phone, I'm like, I need a photographer. I can't, the selfie thing doesn't work for me. I need mm-hmm. to make sure you can capture me when I'm moving, moving around exactly. the And Some people are like, oh, use your phone. And it's like, no, 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 no. Go hire a photographer because yes. they'll capture something you want to see. And not to mention, you can also kind of tell them, hey, I'm looking for this. I want this. I want that. And they're like, okay, we'll move on from there. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's different when you really have. And I think another thing, some people have to kind of use what they have. So some people, you have to learn the craft. You have to learn lighting. You have to learn exposure. You have to learn aperture and ISO and all of these different things that are on the camera because some people aren't getting the look that they want because they don't know how to operate the camera. Like if you have a Canon Rebel that can be four or $500, you know, if you take, you can take really good pictures with that once you master that camera. Don't go and try to get a camera that's, you know, $2,000 because you're not getting the quality that you want. You may not just know how to, how to use the aperture or things like that. So you need to really master what you have before you start spending a lot of money. Cause I know some people who spend a lot of money and they're like, my pictures still don't look like I want them. Cause you don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you really have to learn. It, it really is an art. It's like math, you know, um, in order to get your lighting and things right. And so people really have to learn how to take uh, photos correctly. So, yeah. Okay. That's a very thorough lesson in, oh. in, in, in the aesthetics. So <laughs> I, I have to ask you, so you said something about how your family all had pictures around you when you decided to go into this particular field, whether in graphic design and then of course into photography, were your family supportive of it? Uh, well, graphic design, yes. My family was supportive of it. Like I have, like I said, I've been self-employed now for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And so that's a blessing in itself. So like I said, I started with um, graphic design um, and then it kind of, you know, it evolved into photography as well. My family has always been supportive of me doing this. Um, my mom knew I was a creative. Uh, she said, when you was a child, I used to draw on my walls. And I used to be like, girl, I'm going to kill you. You know, so I've always wanted to draw and <laughs> use colors <laughs> and all of those things. And she said, I knew you were going to be an artist because you was always doing something. And so, yes, my family have been supportive of me. Um, I have to say that you know, I never went through, I'm not going to say like I'm bawling out of control. That's not what I'm saying. But I never went through like this struggling artist phase that a lot of people go through. I think, yeah, yeah. And it happens. It's hard. It is a, it is a true thing. Believe me. Yes, it is a true thing. And so I, um, and so it's, they've always been supportive and my friends and family, I have to say, um, I wouldn't be where I am without my friends supporting my business from, you know, me doing graphic design for them or, you know, them referring me to their corporate clients or whoever they work for and also taking pictures of their families and their headshots and they trust me and I, and they keep coming back. So repeat clients from, you know, my friends as well has really been a blessing. Okay. That is, I'm, I'm, listen, I went through the struggle phase. I'm just I'm like, I'm happy that you didn't have to. Because that struggle phase is not fun. You sitting there like, okay, wait a minute. So I got to do this over here, but I got to work with the regular nine to five. But then I got to build this over and I got to meet and I got to invest this over here and buy this. And, and then you're looking at, the, at your account it's like, a lot. this ain't working. It, yeah, it is a lot. I'm not going to say that when I say I didn't have a struggle phase, I think I kind of set up my life to a point to where um, what happened was I had a corporate job. Mm-hmm. And uh, a pastor friend of mine was like, you should go into your own business. You should go to own, into your own business and do your own thing. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I get a check every two weeks. And it's a good check. I'm good. Listen, I'm, I'm, listen. You know? Benefits. <laughs> Benefits. Benefits. 
So yes. So I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then I just remember I got a call into the into my boss's office. She's like, I was saying, you know what? Um, this was on August the 1st of 2007. I remember she said, we're going to have to let you go. And this is my second time being laid off. And I was just like, I don't want to ever feel this way again. You know? And I said, I want to be, I want to be in control of all of this. Right. I want to be able to say, okay, if I'm a worker, if I'm not going to work. And so I had, she said, you have 30 days. So my last day was going to be August the 31st. So I prayed that whole time. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do my own thing. And so when I uh, started doing that, I said, okay, I already had clients, which were nonprofits and things like that, that I was volunteering time for. I told them that I wanted to start, you know, actually doing this on my own and charging them. And since then, I also, I moved in with someone and I stayed with them for a while because I was like, hey, I don't know how this is going to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was roommates with someone and I just kind of set myself up to say, okay, let me create margin for myself. Right. And so I had to be, you know, I had low rent at that time and all of that. And so it just kind of worked out for me. I worked hard, though, to build up my clientele. I worked hard to gain people's trust. And so even though I didn't go through this really hard struggle period, it was still a lot of work to be done to get, you know, to a name where people will know who I am. So. So did you honestly feel as if like the transition from corporate to entrepreneur was an easy one or was it just one of those situations where it's like, I got to do what I got to do and I'm going to do know, it well? It changes. I think the transition is it's a different kind of work. So it's like if you when you're expecting that check every two weeks, like even if I have to say, if you go to work and you're not working that hard, you're still going to get your check. Right. You're still going to get paid your every two weeks. I think for me. It was really like a life of death, life of death thing. Like this right here is going to pay my rent. This right here is going to pay my car note. Like you look at bills differently. Like, you know, I need to hurry up and get this project done so I can get paid, Jesus. You know, so it was just a lot of that, I think, is that you look at your bills differently. And, and I think also I worked all of the time. And that's one of the downsides I felt of becoming an entrepreneur is where because um I was trying to build my business. I had to do everything. And I was working until, you know, late at night and different things like that. And so after a while, for sanity, you have to, you have to protect yourself. You know, what kind of, you know, what are you going, how are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to learn? You have to learn how to tell people no. You have to, you know, be like, you know what, I can't, I can't reach that deadline, but I can do this. And right. be okay to let certain clients go for your sanity. Some people are hard to work with. Some people you just don't get along with. Some people expect, since you are an entrepreneur, that they can call you at 10.30 p.m. and be like, hey, are you still working on my stuff? And you'd be like, wait, hold up. I'm in the bed. <laughs> I, I'm watching the television. What are you talking about? And so you have to, you have to create boundaries. You really do. Because Speak people... On it. Yeah, because, you know, just because you're self-employed and you work from home, they feel like they can call you at any time. And you have to set, you have to tell people how to treat you. You have to do that from the beginning. And so. Gyms. 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 Like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, you know, <laughs> I, had a, I had a recent incident myself, honestly, with like, I sent a client a, um, you know, a, a quote, honestly. Uh -huh. and, and I sat back in my spirit and I was like, did I quote them too wrong? Is it too high? Is it too this? Is it this? Is it that? And I was like, and I had to really have my, that moment in myself where it was like, calm down. It's okay. 
you're good at your job. You're good at what you do. You're worth every single penny. If they want to renegotiate, we can talk about those kind of things, but you're worth every single penny and it's time for you to go, go earn it and go get it. And I was like, okay. And I had to really like, okay, who, who, have you ever had those kind of moments when you're like, did I quote them too much? Or that kind of like anxiety about like, you know, maybe it's going to work out, but if they don't, I'm so good. You know, you said it's going to look like, okay, if, they, if the bill comes through, I'm okay. But if it don't, okay, I'm going to have to move this around over here. Has it ever happened to you exactly? Oh, that happens often. I sent an estimate to a client today and I was like, girl, this is high. Oh, you think they're going to pay this? And I sent it out and like in five minutes, she was like, yes, yes, book it. I want it. And I was like, wait a minute. What are you doing? And so to me, I think you have to know your value. You have yeah. to know that I give my customer quality. You have to know that you're going to have a great experience. I have bomb customer service. Like I, I engage with my clients. They, it, when my clients walk away, they said, I never thought I could enjoy taking photos. You know, I, I make them laugh. I make them feel comfortable. Um, it is, it's an experience, you know, it's not just a photo session. And I also do boudoir as well. And I love the boudoir photos because when the ladies are like, I have, I've had all these kids and I don't feel sexy anymore, or I want to look good for my partner, whoever that is. It's more of, Hey, you, I never thought I could feel comfortable in my bra and panties. I'm like, girl, yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you know? And so that's the thing. Like you, when you have to value not only your craft, but the experience that you give people and the years of experience that you have. And people have to pay for that. And it's so funny because sometimes people are like, you know what? I can't afford that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I hope you find what you're looking for. But I do have to say I chuckle because sometimes they post whoever they chose on their Facebook and I'll be like, your bitch is kind of wet. But I ain't gonna, I would never tell them that. <laughs> don't say that. I, you sit there. <laughs> you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. And so I, I, I have to, I have to say what for me is, what's for me is for me. Mm -hmm. I hate to be cliche-ish, but I really have to, I cannot, I know my value and I know the experience that you would have. I know you will love it. And if you can't afford that at right, right now, that's fine. But I have to be like, okay, Lord, there will be another one. And that's just the way I think about it. And I keep it moving. Yeah. So that happens often though. Just know you're not the only one be like, oh, Jesus bless it. <laughs> you know, when you send that invoice or estimate out, right? You just send it out there, just like first hand, like Jesus, on the on the wings, Jesus. On hey, the wings. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's so good though? Like some people, I have to say, like some people, you send stuff out and it's like no problem. It's like, oh okay, and then you be thinking, oh, should I have charged more? But you know, I'll be like, no, this is my rate. I'm gonna honor that. <laughs> but when there's no hesitation, that's the best feeling. It really is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's just, I, I relate so much. <laughs> I understand. It's like, oh my gosh, these, these are things we have to go through as, as, as artists. And it's like, people like, oh, you just do what to do. It's like, no, you understand? Like what you see, that probably took about a good two or three weeks of talking to them, getting them ready, all those different things. And so what is your process from, if I may ask, from when a client calls you up until you, until like, how do you coach them through uh, the process of what it is that you do? How do you make them feel comfortable with choosing you upon the myriad of different other photographers that are out there in the, in the industry? So what I do is that I think one of the reasons why my business has succeeded and is doing well is because I really try to 
build relationships. So what I do is a lot of photographers, you can, you know, get, you can get on their website, you can book a photo shoot and have a time in studio. And you don't even really have a conversation with the photographer. Like that's possible. You can do that. But I don't have a way to book through my website. What I try to do is a client can contact me, but then I try to have a phone call with him. And I call them, I kind of introduce myself, especially when it's new clients, um, kind of, you know, ask them what they want, what they want their photos to look like, what kind of obsession it is. Um, you know, I do anything from families to engagements to headshots. So like I said, branding. And so I try to build a rapport with them. And um, and so that's 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 the first thing. We have a phone conversation. They tell me what they want. Um, sometimes it's outside. Sometimes it's in studio. We get all of those things together. And then after that, um, we kind of get the session going. Some of the things that I tell them, I, I don't do, like I recommend people. I have makeup artists. I really do recommend a makeup artist um, for women. Um, it is, a lot of people say, I don't really wear that much makeup. And I'm just, <laughs> I, that's not how, what I do every day. And I'm like, I understand. I do. Because I'm not really a big makeup wearer either. But it really makes a difference in your photos. And so I really recommend a makeup artist for someone. And you can say, hey, I want a natural look. But a natural makeup look is still different just from your natural everyday. It just really shows in photos. And so I recommend that. So I recommend makeup artists. I also, you know, since I'm talking to one, I recommend a stylist, you know? <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Everyone isn't going to hire a stylist for their photo session. Because most of my people, I don't, I don't do a lot of fashion photography. Like I said, I just do kind of normal portrait photography. But I would always say, if you have a friend who like knows how to put outfits together and is fly all the time, say, hey girl, you know what? Um, can you help me get this outfit together for my show? You know, and so I, you know, I tell them, you know, wear things that are comfortable, wear things that you don't have to pull and tug at, wear things that fit well on you. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also, I say bring, and I know this is cliche-ish and I hate it, but I say bring confidence. Like when people come Sometimes they're terrified and I'm like, what, do what you need to do to feel good about yourself. You know, um, a lot of times I tell people, Hey, bring, bring, bring a good friend. You know what I'm saying? That's going to make you laugh. Um, also, you know, things like that to make you, you know, feel good about the whole session. I have, I also ask my clients, Hey, who's your favorite artist? And then they tell me who their favorite artist is. And I have a personal playlist for them so they can feel good about their session at that time. Right. And so I, I just try to set the tone to make them strive and look good and be flawless. Right. Um, that's kind of the way that we do. And, and that's it. So I have, like I said, I, I love capturing love. I say engagements are such a fun time for me. And I also love um, high school seniors because they are just, it's like the world is their oyster and they can do whatever. And just, so just capturing just who they are and where they are in this moment is, is amazing. That's, that's beautiful. That, that's a lot, but like, that's the process. I mean, you know, with my clients, it's all about definitely reassuring them and saying, hey, you're in good hands. And, mm -hmm. and to, be, to be cliche, you're in good hands. I got you. But sometimes they're like, I'm, I'm not sure. And it's like, I promise you, I'll put you in nothing. You won't, you won't, you won't love. And I'm sure it's the same way. You're like, listen, I'm going to capture you. You're going to love it. It's going to feel weird when you when you can do these kind of poses and awkward. And yes. 
And then yes, you're like, it, it is different. But I'm like, trust me, trust me, because it may not feel natural, but sometimes, you know, you need the dimension and the angles, you know, to look good in a photograph, to look good on this flat surface. And and I, I coach people through that, how to pose. Um, I coach people through um, just a lot of things, just the way so many people, like when they want, and I know it's, it's like audio, but when they want, when they take a picture, they always do, put their head over to the side. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You know, that's like these <laughs> only meal poses and stuff. So, so yeah, so I coach you through like exactly just how to, how to look, how to stand, how to smile sometimes. And sometimes it's no smile you know and and Tyra always talks about smizing you know kind of getting that look you know and so it's really it's an art form to it and I really try my best to coach my my clients and my um my people through that so okay so circling back to the whole camera and iPhone situation um do you think that the iPhone um is, is a hindrance or is it is it helping the industry or basically is it hurting the industry as a photographer? Oh, I don't think that it's hurting the industry at all. I think that, I think it's hurting. This is what I think it hurts. Make a plane. Well, okay. So I'm just trying to really, so many ideas going through my head right now. So let me tell you what I love about iPhones for a photographer and for business people in general right? Like not just photographers. I think the iPhone and social media is great. Um, what I'm getting into now is behind the scenes to show actually what I do in my business and what you get when you work with me. Um, I think it's great to capture those moments. I think it's great for social media and to show people, you know, from business owners, even to like actors and things like that, you feel like you're close to people because they're showing you their lives. I think to chronicle and to archive special moments, the iPhone is great. Where I think it's not doing well as far as photography is because of some of the clarity of the pictures. I think people are really losing quality mm-hmm. and, and, and some things. So like you, I think I know some people who have lost um, jobs, like modeling jobs, different things like that, because they took iPhone photos versus having a professional photographer. Because people's like, okay, you didn't invest in, in your passion. So why should I take a chance on you? Right. And I, and, I, and I want people to know that people can tell people can tell when you have not invested in uh, what you're doing. Right. And so I think I think people I hate now that people are taking pictures of their babies and <laughs> their their <laughs> their phone dies and they don't have any, you know, they lose their phone and they haven't backed them up on the cloud and people don't have photos of their babies anymore. Like that happens, right? So mm-hmm. I think that people should be more careful and back up things on their phones. I think people should also go and take your family and friends and yourself to have someone capture your moments and take your pictures. Because I th- feel that the iPhone is really taken away from that part. That's mm-hmm. very, very special. You know, like my grandmother just passed and I'm looking at old photos of her and yeah. having those photos is amazing. Right. Being able to touch them and see her and people are losing those due to having them all in the phone and then losing a phone and then they're gone. So. Oof. Okay. I ain't going to say it. I mean, we're not, first of all, also be very clear. We're not singling out iPhones. It's all smartphones. All smartphones. (laughs) 
I'm very clear on that. It's all smartphones, not just the iPhone. The iPhone just the most used smartphone in the world right now. Is it still the most used? I wonder, because these Android people become strong for us. Yes, you know? I, listen, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I've always said this, and, and I, I put money on this. If Samsung could figure out a FaceTiming feature that's not Google Duo, it's over. Really? I listen, listen. I, side note, we're we going off, well, off script right now, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> I have literally, literally went to an Android and I was like, I went to, it was a Samsung phone. And I was like, the picture was so perfectly clear. I mean, because I think, I, I don't know the megapixels. This was like a few years ago. The picture, pixel, pixelation was perfectly clear. I mean, like, I, it gave me like a natural filter. I don't know what it did. I felt glowed up. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow. This was a, a friend of mine, we were out and she took a picture with her Samsung phone and it was in very low light. And she had like this low light setting that mm -hmm. took this amazing, beautiful picture. And I was like, oh, let me put my, my iPhone away. Just put it, put it. <laughs> no, because, what you got? I ain't got nothing. I got an iPhone so, You know what? I get it. I, I, I agree with you. I think that there are good, I think there are good and bad to both. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think that's like with anything else. I think like with Canon, I think the colors are absolutely amazing and better than Nikon and Sony. You know what I'm saying? But I mm -hmm. think sometimes, you know, Nikon does other things better than what Canon does. I think it's the same with, you know, iPhone, Android, Canon, Sony, you know, Nikon. It's just the same, I think. But but yeah, these, these phones are something else. They really are. I'm just saying, like, I, if, if, if Samsung could figure out an inter-Samsung, mm -hmm. uh, Apple has their, their FaceTime, that kind of interworking yeah. amongst them, I mean, Apple going to have a run for their money because, I mean, are. not that they already don't, but if they figure that feature out between other Samsung devices, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, Apple going to have to do something, either give people, even when you buy an iPhone, you get some stock. I'm just saying. <laughs> And I would love some of that. Yes. <laughs> give me, like, give me. <laughs> like you buy you know, one iPhone gets you, you know, maybe one iPhone gets you a, a one actual share stock in Apple. Like I don't yes. know what they're gonna have to do. You know, because I, I think it's fading. Like the the what you get in an iPhone is not superior superior anymore, like it used to be back in the day. Yeah, I would agree with you. Okay, so uh, must ask, honestly ask you as a creative and as, as a photographer or even a graphic designer, who has been your inspiration in the field? Who do you say, oh my God, I love their work or, oh, when you see the work, you're like, I, you, you can pivot like, oh no, that's them. They did that. They, they shot that picture, they did that advertisement. Okay, so. We wanna know. I have to tell you that I used to shoot weddings when I first started. But okay. then I realized I absolutely hate shooting weddings. <laughs> it is not my thing. Because, you know, first time you have these brides and then you have like, you be on your feet like eight to nine, 10 hours capturing the whole day. And I tried it and I was like, no, this ain't for me. But some of my favorite photographers are wedding photographers. And it's they're beautiful. So there's um, a young lady. She's in New York. Her name is Kesha Lambert. Okay. And her photos are amazing. Just her color and her composition and um, just the way that she captures her couples. It just takes my breath away. Like I, I, and, and what I love about it is so many times when you feel, when you think about photographers, a lot of times you think of men mm -hmm. and the way that she um, 
has the way that she her business has just grown and the people that she photographs it is amazing so she is one of my favorites um Kesha Lambert and then there's another photographer uh Joshua Duane and he's he's a wedding photographer as well but he does couples and things like that and so those two I have to say are are two of my favorites and um you know you can find them on Instagram and see them and and just work in their magic and I think also that they are African-American photographers I think there's there's a skill set in capturing darker skin skin tones the way that you light us the way that you know you your settings is just different and I feel like sometimes people have not mastered that and I think between them I have to say when I when I shoot fairer skin or if I shoot my Caucasian sisters and brothers, it's a lot easier than shooting shooting melanated people. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the two of them have really mastered skin tones and editing and composition and posing in their photos. So yeah, those those are my favorites. Okay. So also speaking as a as a woman in this particular industry, how has it has it been hard for you? as a female photographer or as a woman photographer in the predominantly heavily male dominated, you know, arena? You know what? I don't believe so. I haven't felt that, that, you know, you're a woman. We don't think that, you know, you're going to do this. I think, especially I feel I shoot mostly women. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times women are comfortable with women, you know, especially let's say if I, if I'm shooting my boudoir, even if I'm doing my headshots, and what I found is that as what I, women, I think we see things differently than men do. We notice, at least to me, the smaller things um, that may be out of place or things that, you know, for me, I've seen. Um, I, I I haven't been like, oh, somebody's like, oh, you're a woman. <laughs> no, we don't want you to do uh, We don't want you. But what I've also noticed is that I have a lot of uh, nonprofits and, and um, things that I, that I shoot for that are, <clears throat> their demographic is women. And I see that a lot of women want to hire women um, okay. for, like, I have some nonprofits that, uh, like, that, like family shelters and different things like that, where they, you know, families and uh, where their mothers and children, they want women to come in to do that. I have also some groups that are corporate, but they're corporate women's groups and they want women to shoot for them as well. So I think with some of my uh, clients, their preference um, is to have a woman uh, shoot a, a lot of their events because it's mostly women in, in that arena. So so basically you said, no, nah, I ain't got no, I haven't, no, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't found that being a woman. I haven't found it being a black woman. Cause a lot of times I can be somewhere and it's an event and I'm the only one there, you know, and I go, Hey, I keep it moving. And so I, ha- I have to say that I haven't seen it like to my face be discriminated against. It could have happened in the background, but no, I haven't seen anything like that. So no. Okay, that's. I uh, thank you for answering. You act as if you're surprised. You thought I would be like, "Yeah, no. hey, was tripping on me, cause uh... no, no, cause like <laughs> I, like I work with a lot of people and like mm-hmm. men and women, regard, and I see a lot of mostly male photographers, and I gotcha. see like every sprinkle, I see a female photographer here and there. It's not. The- I have to say, in the fashion industry, though, it mm-hmm. is mostly is male dominated it really is and so I'm I know that's that's where you are that's your arena but I'm not really a fashion photographer so what I found there are a lot of female family photographers 
and corporate photographers. But like when you do get into the fashion industry, yeah, women are few and far in between. And so maybe that's why my story is different because I'm not exactly in your arena. <laughs> um, I'm in kind of a different industry. But yeah, I would love to um, just, I wonder why that is, you know, why there's not too many women. What do you think? Honestly, I could not tell you. I think sometimes it's a matter of, could be ego, you know, uh, maybe just a matter of like maybe somebody who knows somebody, most art directors, maybe clients, they say, hey, I want you to shoot this person over here. Mm-hmm. I honestly, that, that, that it, it, it's a question I couldn't even gotcha. answer personally. Mm-hmm. I would love to answer to the question. Uh, but in my thing, if you're an artist, it doesn't matter honestly who you are, as long as the eye is good, as long as you bring something to the eye and know what you're doing, I'm like, just make it look fire. That's that's yeah. I gotcha. want to ask, please just make it look fire. Um, okay, question Have you ever lost money on a photo shoot or from a client? What do you mean by lost? Money? Okay, so when I mean like lost, I mean either, either where the, the bill didn't come and the invoice was sent. Or, you know, you started calculating it up and you're like, wait a minute, I quoted you this, but then I started looking at everything and then I actually should have yes. started this. That's what I mean. Yes. Okay. So I have to tell you, I've only had one couple in the 10 years that I've taken pictures who said they did not like their photos, which they just did not like them. And let me tell you, they were the driest couple I ever shot. I- <laughs> Listen, like, I was like, okay, so they have been married for 20 years and they wanted, you know, to like have like a photo shoot to celebrate their 20th anniversary. They were having this big party and they wanted pictures everywhere. And I was like, hey, you know, trying to get them loosened up. And they were just like, I know you can't do that. They were just was not moving with me. And I just remember looking at those photos like, oh, these photos are dry. Do y'all still like it, y'all? You know, and so, so I have to say, I didn't care for the photos either, but they did not like them. And so what I did was, um, they actually ended up paying for my time. They just did not pay, you know, for their photos or whatever. And so that really hurt my feelings because I had never, so my, (laughs) my love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, girl, these are mom, blah, blah, blah. I just be like, yes, more, please, more, please. Mm-hmm. More, you know, mm-hmm. and so that really did hurt my feelings. And so what that really, for me, I gave them their money back. And so I don't know if they went with another photographer or what happened, but it really made me realize, okay, what can I have done differently to interact with my clients better, to make them more comfortable, maybe even, you know, study posing a little bit more. So that challenged me to do a little bit better, you know, as far as that, you know, is concerned. So yeah, it was only, only one time someone wasn't happy. And so I, I count that a win in 10 years, you know, that I've been taking photos, you know, okay. that's a win for me. Um, secondly, um, have I, I did, I, I, I was taking headshots for a company. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like the amount of headshots that they had me do, they didn't tell me the truth at first. And so I did all of these headshots in my, and what they, what I build them or what they had paid for was not really equivalent to what they got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I had a conversation with her. I said, Hey, I know that this is what I agreed to. But, you know, I just, I'm praying that I can have more business in the future. And this is what, you know, the way it would be set up for billing in the future. And she said, okay. And I have to say like for the, they've been my client for the last four years. Okay. And, and so the next time that we had sessions, they were like, okay, this is what we agreed to. I'm sorry about last time, but this is what we can do. And I feel like, you know, as a business owner, you have to learn how to have these crucial conversations. 
Like, I feel like, you know, you like the quality that you received. I would love to do this in the future, but just please know that my pricing will be this because I don't think that, you know, it was reflected in the last bill. You know, I should have got more, you know, be like, Rihanna, but have my money, you so know? So <laughs> put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my, my money. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that has happened. And I think you live and you learn and you get to a point to where, you know, this is the way that I need to build. This is how much I build. This is this, and be comfortable with that. And especially when you're dealing with corporate people and you confident with how much you, you know, this is how much it is and you don't flinch. They'd be like, oh, okay, okay, you know. So they they listen to you and they and they appreciate your confidence because you be like, if you be kind of like mousy, kind of like, here's my invoice. I'm be like, okay, we're gonna negotiate this because I don't think you should. So just be confident in that. Don't be crazy, but be confident. Yeah. Okay. Don't be crazy. Be yeah. confident. So when you, it's like, it's like I'm put. It's like when you draw a four, when you have the Uno card, and you draw the four, and you just sit there like, mm. that's where it is. I gotta draw four. Every one of them. And I'm changing the color too. And changing it. Come on now. And this is one thing that I did not do at the beginning and I wish I would have done. So anyone who's interested in photography or anything like that, get you a mentor. Oh my goodness. There's so many things that I had to learn on my own that if someone just had told me from the beginning, um, I think life would have been a lot easier for me. Um, and it would have been a lot of situations that I didn't have to be in um, due to that. Uh, it is when people know what they're talking about and they're willing to share it with you, it's priceless. Yeah. And so get you someone who's willing to just drop gems on you and you can sit at their feet and learn from them. I really, really suggest that. I really do. I was gonna ask that as a later on question mm-hmm. earlier beforehand. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what is the best story you've ever had as a photographer? What story did you just like, it's always ingrained into your brain. It's like the best experience so far in your career. Or have you had that experience this year that you're just like, I, when I look back on these times, I said, man, I, I did that. That was a great shoot. I enjoyed that. What's the story that you have for us? Okay, so <laughs> I always have a story. Don't, so have a story. this is when I was shooting weddings. Okay. And uh, a really good friend of mine was getting married. And I went out the night before. And I, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not done. Okay. So I went out the night before and I was walking. I thought I was cute. I had on some heels. I was walking to the restaurant, tripped and fell and twisted my ankle the night before this wedding. Oh, no. So I was, I can barely walk. And I already, my ankle, so I re-injured an old injury. So my ankle was already, I already have a bad ankle. And so I re-injured it. And the next day I had to shoot an eight hour wedding. And so I did have a second shooter, which was a blessing, but I had to shoot a wedding on a cane and <laughs> on a cane. So I have like my cane in one hand, my hair care with another. And I was, I was in pain, but I did it. And when I told you it was the most beautiful wedding I had ever shot. I don't know. It was, if, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the Lord or whatever. Like when I, when I look at her pictures, I'm just like, I don't know how this happened, you know? But when I think about like <laughs> still having to get the job done, right. And, 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 and still delivering for my client is priority. And that was something that I just was like, Lord, you, 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 you got me. Cause I didn't know how that happened. And so that was, that was an amazing experience. She still trusted me. She was like, oh my God, you're on a cane. I was like, 
you. I got you. <laughs> I had so many ibuprofen and a leave. I mixed all that stuff. I don't, I, you know, I had a glass of champagne too. So I was a little, <laughs> but we got it done. It was an amazing experience. And I really, really enjoyed it because it made me think about just how, you know, sometimes you, you have to, in order to deliver a product, it will be painful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You will have to overcome things that you never have to overcome. And so just that being said, it's been a lot of other projects and situations that have happened where, you know, I had to deliver in spite of the situation. And so that's part of being an entrepreneur because my boss, me, didn't have no sick days. So I had to deliver, you know, I had to do I can't come in. We got to go to work. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so I know you already gave one particular anecdote about finding a mentor. What other advice would you give experimental photographers, people who want to come into this arena as a, as a capturer of time and of moments? What would, else would you give them besides finding a mentor? Whether it be business say, advice or, or yeah. advice? I will say find your niche or niche or whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, because when I started... I just shot everything because I wanted to shoot pictures, right? And so you have to realize if you're going to do this, it needs to be things that you enjoy. So like I said, I no longer shoot weddings anymore because I realized that I really didn't enjoy doing that. So what do you like to do? Is it landscape? Is it weddings? Is it portraits? Is it fashion? Is it product, right? Um, you When you find what you're good at and what you love, you perfect that. Right. And so that's something that I would say, shoot everything until you find out what you love. And once you find out what you love, see if you can find a mentor in that specific area to be able to help you. Right. Um, And I think that that that's a good thing, because like even in marketing and on social media, there are a lot of photographers who shoot a lot of things. But a lot of times on their social media, they focus just on that one thing whether it's weddings or portraits or whatever, because that's, that's their passion. That's what they want. And so don't be, you know, don't be okay in a lot, be great in a couple of things. And I think that's what you should sell to the world. Find out what you love about photography and what's yours. Yeah. Well, there you have it, y'all. There you have it. Okay. Miss Allison, where can they possibly find you? Give them, give them, give them the, the, the ads, the social, the website. The ads and the socials. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, it's allisonroads.com. A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-H-O-D-E-S. Allisonroads.com. You can, it's Air Designs on everything. On Twitter, on Instagram. Um, and then on Facebook, I think it's like air designs and photography. I can't remember, but yeah, you can, <laughs> I can't, like Facebook, <laughs> it's there. Yeah, like Facebook it's, is just there now. Like I've been on Instagram. It's there. I'm, I'm trying to get into TikTok. I, I'm just old and can't quite get into it. So help, help me out y'all. I need, I need some TikTok, but yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram, air designs, A-I-R. D-E-S-I-G-N-S. And um that's that's everything. That's me. I hope you come follow me. I'm trying to, you know, really get into that Instagram. Go thing. follow. Yeah, go follow. Go follow. Go <laughs> follow. Anyway, Allison, thank you so much for coming on. I, I appreciate this was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. I was
was so nervous. Y'all have to tell y'all, he, he, he had to talk me off the ledge before we got on this record. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But yes, it was fun. See, I enjoyed it. So thank you for having me because you are the man. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. So uh, you asking me to be on your podcast, sir, I am honored. Whatever. Okay. Anywho, y'all, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Set. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much to my guest, once again, Allison Rose, for coming on. Please go follow her and all of her ads. She already gave them out to you it's on the Twitter. We got Facebook. We're going to be on there. Uh, Instagram. You know, if you know, you got a TikTok. Uh, she she trying to join TikTok. Help her with a TikTok DM. I think, hey, TikTok. I think on TikTok, I'm like creative.air or something because air designs was taken so look for me on tiktok y'all yeah i was sad i'm sad about it don't you hate that mess okay anywho y'all thank you so much we'll catch you guys in the next episode peace Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Set. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to my podcast. You can follow me at Beyond the Set Podcast on Instagram or on my personal styling page at Edify Style. That is E-D-I-F-Y-S-T-Y-L-E. Where we are changing the world one personal style at a time. If you have any questions, possible topics, or maybe you're a fellow creative and want to be on the podcast, please email me at beyondthesetpodcast at gmail.com and I will see you all in the next episode. Laters.